welcome to Speak Your Gut Out podcast. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, this podcast is really dedicated to everything about gut health and associating facts and factors around it, be it stress, anxiety, diet, exercise, and the whole works. I think speaking from experience, just a couple of months ago, I was really dealing with anxiety issues and I couldn't understand why. I was feeling a lot of energy, nervous energy running around in my stomach. And then later on, as I went for my health screening, you know, I, I checked that I have some gut issues, stomach infection, and the whole works. I was so shocked. I didn't see this coming, even though I had suffered from depression some 10 years ago. So, you know, this podcast, um, I created it so that I can bring more awareness to other people who might be scratching their heads like me, you know, just a few months ago. And hopefully by inviting guests on the show, uh, I can also dispel a lot of myths out there because um, this whole topic about gut health is, is not easy to understand. So just a little bit of a fact, you know, um, the gut is like our second brain. So whatever we do in, in our brain and our gut is actually linked through the anterior nervous system. And so that's why sometimes when your gut is, you know, acting out and under attack, you do feel it in your brain. So all the anxiety and stress issues come up. To really dive deeper in this topic of stress and how do you manage all this nervous energy, I call it, I have the pleasure of having Laura Picardi. Laura is based in Sydney, Australia, and she's the head performance coach at API, uppy.com.au. And she's a self-proclaimed queen of happiness. So Laura, can I just invite you to share what do you mean by api and, you know, happiness and why did you create this brand? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on this podcast. I just love what you're doing and I agree uh, that we need to talk about all of this more. Um, enough people don't understand about the gut, about stress, about anxiety. So the more people that do this, the better. So thank you for that. Uh, so in terms of uppy and uppiness, uh, it will all become clear as we speak today. But in a nutshell, uppy is you, the real you, and nothing but the real you. So everything that I do is all focused on people, helping people to be their true selves. Because in my experience, um, personal and having worked with hundreds of clients, when we can operate as ourselves, when we know what's important to us, when we know who is important to us, and we can be ourselves without restrictions, that's when we can start to let go a lot of a lot of this nervous energy, as you call it, a lot of these worries, a lot of this anxiety, because we're not trying to prove ourselves all the time. We're not worried about, you know, being the best, meeting deadlines, feeding the kids, you know, being a good partner, whatever the hell it is that we need to be. Um, and we can just be and then we don't um we don't uh, trigger this stress response as much which i'll go into shortly i'm sure thanks laura so just to introduce a bit uh, more about laura from your website i saw this which i love you are not only a head performance coach you are stress management expert uh, nlp practitioner a keynote speaker a corporate trainer and author which we'll get into it uh, to talk about your book later Comedian, you are also a rescue scuba diver, a food lover, karaoke queen, and a proud <laughs> firm mom. You know, it's so cool, but it also points to the fact that we all have so many different roles in our lives, right? And then we play different um, roles with different people. 
so which brings me to the big topic we're going to spend the next couple of minutes really talking about stress, which, yeah, to me, I believe is the biggest killer. So let's start with that, shall we? Yes. Um, yeah, how did you embark on this journey of uh, helping people manage their stress? How did it impact you personally? Well, I think like all good coaches, I've been through it. Um, and so, I mean, you can tell by all the different titles that I still go by. I'm one of those people that does all sorts of different things and I'm always on the go. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been like that. And by the way, I'm going to try and condense this into a quick version. Um, and so basically, I just worked my butt off for years. Mm -hmm. I was determined to get to the top of my career as quick as I possibly could. And in the process, I um, just worked myself into the ground, basically. Uh, it peaked when I moved to Australia. As you can probably tell, I'm English. I've been in Australia for 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, that in itself uh, can, can be very challenging. I'm, I'm sure there's probably quite a lot of expats listening to your podcast. Um, but needless to say, all sorts of things happen in our lives that can cause this underlying stress, cause this underlying worry, anxiety, you know, need to prove ourselves. And so we have different ways to cope with it. And my way was just working my butt off. And eventually, I kind of hit rock bottom. So my health just went into complete decline. So I ended up with adrenal fatigue. I had massive gut issues, which I'm sure we'll go into shortly. Um, hormonal issues. I had anxiety. I had erratic energy. I had um, moments of depression, uh, clouded thinking. I mean, seriously, you read a textbook on stress and that's what I had going on. Although at that time, I didn't know that's what I had going on. And I was, quite frankly, too busy to try and figure it out. Mm. And so, um, I mean, for me, the universe gave me a big kick up the bum um, and actually burnt my business down. So I had uh, opened, I built a gym, basically, and had been operating for a little while. And one day got a call from my head trainer who was training the clients for the rest of the night and told me, hey, Laura, there's been a bang and there's some smoke. So long story short, I then stood for the next few hours and watched my entire building crumble to the ground. Hello, stress, right? Mm. <laughs> um, so, but what I was actually already in a stress response, as I said, just working really hard. So long story short, I had to go on a journey to try and figure out how to restore my health. And it really led me to a place where I started to understand that it was my mind driving everything. Mm. It was the fact that I was a perfectionist. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be liked by everyone, wanted to please everyone, wanted to be, you know, the funniest, you know, the fastest, the strongest, whatever. And in doing so, I was just constantly putting pressure on myself, constantly under stress, and then constantly triggering the stress response. And eventually that's when I, I burnt out. I had a really, really big burnout. And so once I kind of restored my health, um, and understood where it was coming from, I kind of looked around and thought, you know what, everyone's going through this to some degree. And most people don't understand why it's happening, where it's coming from. So they're just continuing, they're keeping mm. calm and carrying on and um, living a suboptimum life. And I wasn't okay with that. So that's why I started doing what I do. 
to to try and hopefully prevent people from getting as low as I did and, and if not then bringing them back from the brain. Right I guess you, you mentioned the fact that you know it's all in your head I guess a lot of times we hear that you know people with mental health issues they say that our family members don't understand what's going on in so-and-so's head so it's really recognizing that something is not right and I think a big part of this podcast, I really want to advocate people try, you know, just enjoy stillness and then listen to their body. So because many times the problems they are causing issues are, are right there telling you or nudging you to take action or change your behavior or your lifestyle. So that's really, really important to point out that it's not doing more or rather sometimes it's just cutting back on certain things. Yeah, absolutely. And being strategic about it. You know, we are all busy. We do lead lead busy lives and that's okay. But it's about being in control of the way that we respond to that. And that's really what I help people to do is to um, adjust the way that they think and behave. It's not that there's anything wrong with any of us. We're not doing anything wrong. It's just that we maybe don't know that there's another way to do things. So that's what I teach them is how to do things a different way, how to adjust the way that they think and behave so that they can then change the way that they respond to life. Because Mm. we can't take away the busyness. We can't take away the fact that, you know, we've got to work and make money and look after the kids and all that kind of stuff. But we can take control of the way that we respond to it. And and like you rightly said, being still is a really great way to, to tune in and check in with, what it is that we need to do in order Mm -hmm. to be able to respond appropriately. Right. And, you know, you spoke about your gym being burned down. So I saw pictures on your website, you know, and yeah, that looks devastating. You know, how do you pick it yourself out from then? And from there, there must be a a journey, you know, from um, from being at rock bottom, let's just put it that way, Mm -hmm. to climbing it back up. And realize, acknowledging the fact that, hey, it's in my mind, can control my situation. I think a lot of people are stuck at rock bottom or they are too scared to make changes to their life. So how do you actually help people? Or what are some of the, um, yeah. the tools that, that, that works? It's important for people to understand that there's nothing wrong with you. And that prevents people from getting help quite a lot of the time. And that's what keeps them stuck at rock bottom. Um, we have this we want to uphold this image. We don't want people to think that we can't cope because then we're worried that people are going to think that we're a failure and they're going to, you know, not respect us or um, look at us differently. But actually, you know, we're all going through this to some degree, like I said before. So it's about um, being okay with being you and going, you know what, I just need a bit of help right now. And that was my big turning point for me. So after my gym burnt down, I actually carried my business um, going at a different gym for about nine more months. And that was actually where I really, really went. I kind of accelerated towards rock bottom because I was presenting to the world as one person and being someone else behind the scenes. So everyone thought I was this phoenix rising Mm -hmm. from the flames because I kept everything going and that, that was brilliant. That really played into my mindset of being the best and being liked by everyone. But then actually behind the scenes, when I was at home, I was struggling to get off the couch. Um, you know, I was struggling to be motivated. I was in tears all the time. 
And that's actually what really did mess me up the most because there was a massive disconnect between who I really was and how I was really feeling and how I was presenting to the world. So I think that would be an amazing takeaway for anyone that's listening to this is to just be okay with where you're at. Wherever you are right now is exactly where you need to be. So by tuning into that and then taking proactive steps to move away from that moment if that moment doesn't serve you uh, that's really the best thing that you can do forget about where everyone else is forget about what everyone else is doing they have their own stories they have their own paths just tuning into yourself and then seeking whatever it is that you need to do in order to move yourself forward i couldn't agree more i i, I mean it's really sometimes you need to cut yourself some slack right on on the bad days, you know, it's sometimes like a pendulum swing. You have, if it goes this way, you have to go, you know, far left and then far right. I think for me, how I manage over the years is really making sure that I, I keep myself centered in the middle and not swing too far out um, in terms of my mental wellness and uh, management of stress. Um, yeah, are there other examples from your clients that you know you you help them in in terms of managing their stress, or any association that you can draw uh, in relation to gut health? Yeah, so I mean, I think pretty much every single person I've ever helped has had a gut issue. Oh wow! And you know, we, whether it's you know, I've I've had clients with full blown IBS, um, celiacs. Uh, although you know, that's not all necessarily due to stress, but the stress certainly exacerbates it. Mm. Um, but everyone's got some sort of intolerance. They're not eating gluten. They're not you know having dairy, whatever it is, because they got some sort of gut issue. Uh, most of them will have bloating, particularly in the afternoon. That's a very classic one. Um, and so I think it's important to note that with the gut and with stress it can be a bit of a chicken and an egg scenario so it's quite good to seek some physical help so for me I uh, I was supported by a naturopath throughout my whole journey mm. and couple that with the mindset stuff because the fact is however you got there kind of doesn't matter at that point uh, but the fact is, you do need to do work on both. Your gut is in some sort of having some sort of issue. So by using natural supplementation, diet, um, and then coupling that with the lifestyle and the mindset work, um, that's when you can really accelerate your results. And so that's um, in answer to your question around my clients, that's where I really get the best results as I work with a naturopath or a dietitian or whichever expert I think they need while I'm working on the mindset stuff. Um, so like common uh, results that they get uh, in terms of their gut is uh, less bloating, they feel less foggy headed because as you'll know, when uh, we have gut issues, we become more toxic and therefore nothing functions as it should. So that plays into all sorts of other things. It's not just digestive issues. It does uh, mess around with our mood as well. So, you know, we talked about earlier depression, anxiety, it's in our head. Yes, it is. And it is also in our gut. So again, it's that chicken and egg thing. So working on both simultaneously is going to mean that you're attacking it, if you like, from kind of every angle. Um, so, so yeah, those physical results that I get with my clients is, is great because it allows them to track and measure how they're going. And the only way we can do that, and this is a big piece of advice for everyone out there, is to literally track it. So write things down. 
So Mm -hmm. I know everyone's busy and I know it's a pain in the butt to write things down at the end of the day. But if we don't do that, then we don't know what's going on. We can't understand triggers. We can't understand understand what's working so we can keep doing it. And then if and when you do go and see a professional, um, if you don't have any information or data, it's just going to take much longer for you to or them to figure out what's going on. So I don't know if I really answered your question specifically yeah, you, you have definitely. Yeah, so I guess it's also important to have somebody check in on you from time to time, right? Or have a buddy yeah. system going on. Where just sometimes you just feel not, you don't feel up to your energy levels. You're just down and all that. And having someone, yeah. a good friend, a family member check in, um, especially since we are 10 months in the pandemic, I think it's, yeah. it's really, really helpful. And we learned how to, to keep each other accountable as well. Absolutely. It's so important because, you know, the other part of this stress gut story is our behaviors. So, yes, we've got the physiology that happens when we're stressed. So if anyone doesn't know what that is, I'm talking about the fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. So when we're stressed and by the way, when I'm saying stressed, it can just be when we're thinking a lot all the time. We're not switching off. We're always busy and on the go. That triggers and signals to our brain that we're in danger. And so our brain triggers this fight or flight response and it releases adrenaline, it releases cortisol so that our bodies can literally help us fight or run away. And so if this response is being triggered consistently and we're not fighting or running away, that's when it starts to cause a lot of problems and particularly in the gut. So the brain will look at our bodies and kind of go, what do I need right now in order to keep this person safe? Well, I'll tell you what I don't need. I don't need to worry about digestion. That's not going to help them fight or run away. So then the brain starts to slow the digestion down. It starts to steal the blood, steal the energy from our gut and um, transport it to all these other areas of our bodies that will literally keep us safe and help us fight or run away. So that's why uh, the gut is so directly linked to stress and why it's so sensitive to stress. You know, this year has been an exceptional year. We have learned to live and work and play in a very unusual circumstances in a different, you know, situation, what we call a new normal, you know. And, and what, you know, mindset would you recommend people to bring with towards 2021, you know, as we move out from this uh, pandemic and go into recovery? Maybe we're slowly going back to the offices and socialize again but maybe we sometimes we still have to work from home yeah what is that balance that um, we can manage in terms of stress and going into a new year so i think it you know to distill it down i like things to be simple it really does keep coming back to this concept of being yourself without restrictions being happy and so the way that we can uh, stop this stress response being triggered Uh, so consistently and unnecessarily is to communicate safety to our brains. So our brain's number one priority is always to keep us safe. And so that's why this is always being triggered nowadays, this response, because the thinking of busyness, as I said, is danger as far as the brain is concerned. So uh, being ourselves without restrictions is a great way to do this. And uh, I'll give you a few little tips on how we can do that. Mm -hmm. Because remember, as I said at the start, we want to be able to control the way that we respond to things. And so all of this is intimately linked. 
So some of the strategies that work really, really well with my clients, number one is uh, we look at their core values. So I want people to intimately understand what is important to you right down in the depths of your soul um, and what drives you, what lights you up. So I always start with really drilling down into the five or six core values of any person because that then kind of becomes your guide for life. So if we can live according to our values and do things according to our values, make decisions according to our values, that means we're consistently being true to who we are. Therefore, we're consistently communicating safety to our brains. So that's one recommendation is go out, find out how to um, get clear on your core values. And that's a really good start. And then some more practical um, strategies are, well, my favorite one is what I call stepping back. So as you said at the start, it, you know, being still is very important. And we are always go, 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 go. Whereas if we can actually just step back, even for a moment, that mm. is going to communicate safety to our brain because our brain is going to go, well, hang on a minute. If there was danger present, this person wouldn't have the time to step back because they'd have to be, you know, running, getting the hell out of there or fighting. So therefore, maybe danger isn't present. Maybe I'll just calm the hell down. Um, so we can, uh, again, go to our core values to find out how to, to step back. But essentially, it's uh, just consistently doing things that we love, things that light us up. They can be silly little things, by the way. They don't need to be big things. Yeah. They can be mm -hmm. watching videos on YouTube of puppies. <laughs> they can be, you know, rocking out to cheesy music. They can be drawing. They can be laughing and playing with your kids going for a walk like it doesn't yeah. matter what it is do you agree i do I, i i find taking a walk a short walk really tricks your brain because you get a change yeah. in the scenery you go into nature or just downstairs you know go take a quick five ten minutes walk around your block yeah. that really tricks your brain to hey you know just cool down for a second And then come back to whatever task you have on hand or whoever is annoying you at that time. <laughs> Deal with that yeah. later time after you've taken your deep breaths and your walk. I, I, to me, that's effective. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it is. You're communicating safety to your brain. You're what we call in NLP, you're pattern interrupting, which means, you know, if you imagine a train track and we're going on a train track and we're heading towards anxiety town <laughs> if we can flip the switch on the train and take that other track by doing something that takes us away from where we are you know mm -hmm. like you said walking or breathing or putting some music on that then um gives us back our control because we can choose a different track to go down but in order to do that we have to do something to just flip that switch mm -hmm. um, and in doing so like i said it communicates safety to our brain so understanding those simple things that you can do that really do light you up, make you feel good and calm you down and consistently doing them. So like I said, make it simple, but make it consistent. That's how we create change is doing simple things consistently because that's how we can actually change our brains. We actually fuse different neural pathways and then it becomes the new way that we start to think and behave. But in order to do that, we have to do it consistently it's like if we went to the gym if we wanted you know abs for example we couldn't just go to the gym one time 
and do some sit-ups, although that would be lovely. We have to keep going consistently and do the same thing yeah. and eventually we get the same result. And so it's the same with our mindset. It's the same with our um, behaviors. So as I said, just core values, work out what's important to you and, and try to base everything that you do in life according to them and consistently step back by doing something you love and just calming yourself down. So even just breathing, uh, often often a client is to go and sit in the toilet and breathe because they can guarantee that they're not going to get disturbed if they're in the toilet. So just simple things, but consistency that's what i'd like to take away yeah do one up the day uh up the thing a day right like you know whatever yeah. makes you happy just very simple for yourself i guess as mothers as wives as um daughters we often put ourselves last right that yeah. happens to many women and you know if you could just get schedule something in for yourself maybe it's meditation maybe it's netflix or glass of wine at the end of the day that sort of light up your reward center in the brain and yeah. makes you you want to go the distance and you have to just pour your heart out during the day and, and go through it. Absolutely. And I, I honestly believe that the best thing that we can do for our kids, for our future generations, is to just be ourselves. Because we can tell kids till we're blue in the face, you know, who they should be, how they should act, what they should do. But they learn through what they see. So if they see mummy, if they see daddy stressing, always on the go, always on their phone, you know, not being present, mm. they are going to assume that that's how the world is because they only know the world through what they see. However, if they see mummy, if they see daddy um, calm, present, having a laugh, doing things they love, you know, owning whatever it is they need to own, even if they do something stupid, laughing with it, then the kids are going to see that and they're going to just assume that that's the way life is. And, and I really believe that's the best thing that we can give to our kids. Cool. And, and that brings me to this uh, blurb in your book. Um, you know, you talk about it's bloody exhausting being a woman, don't you think? <laughs> in your book, Unthick, <laughs> life's so much easier when you just show up as you and you talk at length about being you, you know, your, bring your authentic self uh, yeah, why did you write the book and uh, what's, uh, what would be the advice you give for younger women? So I, I found after I started coaching, actually quite soon after I started coaching, that we all had the same stuff going on. We'd all have a slightly different story, but the foundation of what was happening was very, very similar. And so that's why I wanted to write my book, because I want people to know, like I said before, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You are actually perfectly normal. Um, everyone's going through it. It's just that they're not talking about it. Mm. And so the book is talking about it. So it's actually told through a character. Her name is Debs, and she's an executive woman. And we watch her basically hit rock bottom. We see all the things that she does wrong which we commonly do wrong you know she wants to lose weight so she's doing these stupid diets which as you'll know <laughs> is not helpful it usually messes with the gut and makes everything worse um you know she's she's just on the go all the time she's worried about what people think she's constantly trying to be the best at everything be a perfectionist and so we watch her burn out and then we actually go on the journey with her and she learns how to do all the things I was talking about. So she learns 
how to change the way that she thinks and behaves. She learns how to uncover her core values, her true goals, um, you know, overcome any limiting beliefs that are holding her back um, and change the way that she responds to the world. And so I wanted to tell it through the story of a character because I'm kind of sick of our industry where everyone's just always being told what to do. That's why I love this kind of thing because we're just having a chat. You can take from it what you want, but we're not telling you what to do. Mm. Um, We're just sharing advice and having a passionate conversation about something that we love. Uh, So I wanted to do that so that the reader could just transport themselves into the story wherever, whenever they needed to and take from it whatever they needed at that time. That sounds so cool. I need to check it out. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit far for me to give you one, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I pop one in the mail now, it'll get to you sometime oh, next. <laughs> thank you. I guess it, this brings me to my final question. In the spirit of mm. speak your gut out, right? What is one thing that you wish people can start paying attention to if they can just do one thing to really improve their gut and their overall well-being and mental health? I, I think I my one is to to really focus on this concept. Well, it's, okay, it's two concepts. I'm gonna have two. Okay, <laughs> sure. Is to is to communicate constantly safety to your brain and simultaneously doing whatever it is that allows you to be yourself. So you know that doesn't come easy for people. It doesn't come quickly for people. I understand that. It's kind of a constant journey. But seeking ways that you can do that is is the best thing that that you can do because that in itself means that you can then constantly communicate safety to your brain. So just keep thinking, how can I make myself feel calm right now? How can I let my brain know that we're not in danger? Oh, I know, I'm going to breathe. Oh, I'm going to listen to a bit of music. I'm going to, you know, choose the healthy option rather than the unhealthy option. Uh, because, as I said before, if we can do that, that then um, prevents the stress response being triggered unnecessarily. And then that in itself has a massive impact on the gut. So safety, communicate safety to your brain. Everything you can do as consistently as you can to do that is going to benefit you in all areas of your life and definitely with the gut. All right. Well said. Thank you so much for sharing, Laura. I guess people can reach you if they, they want to on your website, api.com.au via LinkedIn and what other what other channels would you have? I'm on, I'm on everything. So whatever you like, either Uppy, U-P-P-Y or Laura Picardi, P-I-C-C-A-R-D-I, um, you can find me. But if you just go to my website, api.com.au, there'll be links off to everything there. So if anyone's got any questions off the back of this, you're curious about anything that I've said and you want to know more please just send me a message and I'm more than happy to share whatever I know thank you Laura for your time so be happy everyone thank you and hopefully you've learned something new today and keep on uh, learning as you create new patterns for your life to manage your stress 